Welcome to Mindful Elevation, a podcast that explores the healing powers of energy psychology and mindfulness. My name is Rachel Tallheimer, and I'm a licensed independent clinical social worker with Elevate Counseling. Join me in my conversations with some incredible guests to see how energy psychology has impacted their lives and how you can use it to improve yours. Not only are these guests my friends and colleagues, but they're clinical professionals with expertise in their fields. These conversations are packed with laughter, honesty, and tons of insight into energy psychology. Feel free to listen at your own pace and in your own space. Thanks for tapping in to today's conversation. Welcome back to Mindful Elevation for this week's episode. Today, I get to sit down with Kim Hollister. Kim is a licensed independent clinical social worker who's been in the field for over 10 years. She's currently on her sixth year serving at the Elevate Counseling Community. Currently, she's running the division that supports and educates counselors working towards their independent licensure. She has a passion for the education and supervision of new professionals in the field. Kim works with anyone over the age of 18 and has a strong dedication to have clients let go of any version of themselves that does not serve who they currently are. Her work focuses on using mindfulness and energy psychology to help her clients see the magic that they possess in order to live their most fulfilling lives. Today we're talking about body neutrality. I'm sure you'll be able to tell in this episode, Kim and I are passionate about this topic. So thanks for tapping in to today's episode. Welcome to Mindful Elevation. This is Rachel here. And today I am here with Kim Hollister, L-I-C-S-W. She is such an important person, colleague, supervisor in my life. I'm so excited to talk to her today about body neutrality and our relationship with our bodies. So Kim, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Excited to have you. So let's start off with body neutrality. What is it? How do you define it? Yeah, that's a great question. Body neutrality is about not loving or hating our body. It's based on the notions of acceptance and having respect for one's body rather than love. So we're really focusing on what the function of the body is rather than the appearance. And just to give an example about body neutrality versus body positivity, body neutrality says how I feel about myself has nothing to do with my appearance. Body positivity, I feel good about myself because I know I am beautiful at any size. And the difference with body neutrality is we're moving away from appearance and beauty as what defines our worthiness. That's so tricky and Mm -hmm. opposite of what our society tells us. Yes. Yes. I mean, at first our society was all about, we need to be a certain shape. We need to be a certain Mm -hmm. size. Clothing is only, you know, targeted towards a certain size or else Mm -hmm. you're plus size or else you shop in different stores. And then it shifted into body positivity. You need to love your body. So I think it's so interesting that now we're focusing on body neutrality, that Mm -hmm. our body is what it is. It's really letting go of the idea that we have to love the appearance of our body in order to have a joyful and meaningful life. Like just existing, we are valuable and worthy human beings. 
Mm-hmm. We're born with that worthiness. At some point, we lose it. So what I always ask my clients, and this is just a question maybe for our listeners to think about, do you remember a time that your worthiness was taken from you? Oh my God. What was that experience? Who was that person? I would imagine for many women listening to this podcast, it would be very young, six or seven. And so body neutrality is telling us to take our power back, right? Our body does not define who we are. We are worthy human beings and we are so much more than our bodies. Our bodies are not the total of who we are. I even remember growing up dancing. Mm-hmm. you know, doing the the stereotypical girl activities. Mm-hmm. And this is something that actually my mom told me. I did ballet. And again, this is so young that I don't even really remember this. I wasn't the instructor's definition of grace. And she told my mom, maybe Rachel would be a better football player. Mm. And even just from that, you know, yeah. like, wow, that mm-hmm. the, the fact that my worth, my future mm-hmm. was based on my body. Yeah. And that message so young. So what I'm telling clients is your body should be the least interesting thing about you. Mm-hmm. Like it's a vessel. This is a vessel that allows us to be on this earth, that allows us to do amazing things, adventures, travel, be with our family and friends. It is a vessel that allows us to experience life. Therefore, it should be the last thing on our minds. So I was actually listening to a few other podcasts about body image and body neutrality. And and the question came up, do you think we are our body or do you think you have a body? That's a great question. I feel like there's a logical answer and then an Mm -hmm. emotional answer. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it varies from person to person. Yeah. So I want to know your thoughts on that. I would say we have a body. Again, going back to this idea that our body is just a vessel. We have it. I mean, when I think about our bodies, like they do amazing things. Like right now, as we're just sitting here, it is functioning and doing amazing things. Right. So I think we have to honor, have these bodies and they do amazing things. But we can't allow our body size to define our worthiness in accepting who we are. Absolutely. Even the information that we're sharing right now has nothing Mm -hmm. to do with our body size. No. And I think that that's so important to just even address. Well, with my clients, the first step I talk about is where do you put your anger? Switching the anger from being angry at our bodies for not being the perfect size towards being angry at the society and culture that we live in that says our body is not the right size. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the first things I do with my clients. We, I give them information, give them intuitive eating. We talk about um, health at every size book. We talk about the book, My Body's Not an Apology. Yes. And it's about getting all this knowledge in order to disconnect our emotions from the, our appearance. And that's where the neutrality obviously comes in. Mm-hmm. So disconnecting our body from our emotions. Can you tell me how that connects, how body neutrality can help in managing our emotions? Dove did a study when they were doing their self-esteem campaign and they asked women something along the lines of, 
do you like your body or do you like your appearance of your body? 91% of women said no. Oh, 91. And what's important in that study is what the women thought about their body. What do we think about how our body looks? How we're judging our bodies, how others are judging our body. So the takeaway in that study is our thoughts. So the first piece of emotional regulation is focusing on what our mindset is. How are you talking about your body? Because how we talk about our body and our mindset of our body is going to influence our emotions. So if you're saying to yourself, I'm lazy, I'm disgusting, that's going to elicit shame. Right. And what types of emotions will come up as you are saying those things about your body? Second step with my clients is really focusing on what the mindset is because our thoughts and feelings are interconnected. So we can talk about thoughts in more neutral statements. So you could say to yourself, thank your body for taking care of me today. My thighs are strong and help me walk. Thank you, belly, for holding my organs. Hmm. My arms allow me to hug the ones I love. So once you kind of start using those types of affirmation, you want to take a pause and and ask yourself, how does that make me feel? And I notice that it's not focused, obviously, on the way that it looks. And we can even, you know, bring into this the idea of projection Mm -hmm. that we then put our own insecurity on how we feel we look or how we Mm -hmm. think we look, put it on others and say, well, I feel insecure because I think others view me in this way, which is just so not factual. Well, we're really looking at that, like nagging in in our voice and you're Mm -hmm. choosing not to entertain it. Now that does not mean that when you're practicing body neutrality, that you're not going to have bad days. I always talked about clients shorten the time period. So do I ever have negative self-image thoughts? Absolutely. But they're not turning into eight hours of berating myself and putting myself down. It's a thought and I let it go. And you don't let those thoughts stop you. Exactly. So you're not allowing those thoughts to then dictate how you're going to live your life. I would love the listeners to think about how many times They didn't do an activity or opportunity because of the way they thought they looked. Mm. All those experiences you missed out on. This is actually very personal, but I I just went to my brother's wedding this past Mm -hmm. weekend. And I even noticed thoughts in my head popping up of Mm -hmm. how I looked in my gown Mm -hmm. versus the other people around me. And how do I think they view me? And there was a swimming aspect of the wedding. And how do I look in my bathing suit versus the other people around me? And I just even took a moment to reflect on how would this experience be better if these thoughts weren't there? Or God forbid, if I let these thoughts stop me from Mm -hmm. participating in such a joyous Mm -hmm. and beautiful occasion. Mm-hmm. it's a practice it's mm-hmm. not just you know okay I'm just not going to listen to these voices anymore right? you know it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well to the same extent in November of 2022 I went on a cruise and I had those thoughts the first couple of days it was hard it's hard and this is when the work is every single day that we have to be focusing on what our thoughts are how they influence our emotions and you really do have to pay attention to social media who are you following 
And actually we'll put in the description of today's podcast, some different accounts mm-hmm. and books for our followers to check out to really mm-hmm. add some positivity. So thank you, Kim, for that. And to go back to your story about the wedding, one of the tools that listeners can use is the work around self-compassion. Self-compassion is really telling yourself you are doing the best you can. Many of my clients can show compassion to others, but they lack that same compassion for themselves. So I always ask my clients their internal dialogue. We say it out loud. And then I say, so imagine that your best friend was sitting next to me right now. Would you say those internal thoughts to that person? No, absolutely not. Never. Then why are you saying it to yourself? I even like to take it a step further and say, would you say this to a child? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times those negative self-talk comments were rooted in one's own childhood, you know, going Mm -hmm. back to me being called a football player rather than Mm -hmm. a ballerina. Right. So when I look back at those young photos of me, would I be saying such hurtful things to her? Mm -hmm. That's a really good point. And the other exercise I sometimes have my clients do is I ask them to take photos of the last 10 years and we line them up. And I'll just ask at any point, in these 10 years, when you were in that body, how were you treating it? What were you saying to it? And over the course of the 10 years, most of the time, the internal dialogue is the same. Although we can look back and say, oh, but in this body, you know, I was skinny then. I was in a thin body. But your internal dialogue was the same. So for me, that means it was never about your body. It's about how you were speaking to your body. And what is your perception of what types of bodies have value. And I know in doing that same exercise, there's almost this regret of, Mm -hmm. oh, well, I should have been speaking nicer to myself in that body because that's when I looked best. But again, just like you were saying, it's, it's not about the body. It's Mm -hmm. not about how you look. It's about that internal dialogue. Mm -hmm. And that's what we have control over Mm -hmm. because we really don't have control over our body, Mm -mm. which is something that a lot of people may not agree with. Yeah, that's a hard truth to swallow. It's a hard truth to swallow. You were going to look at a piece of pie and what influences our body size. A very small sliver is exercise and food. A bigger piece of that pie is, is genetics. There are some people on this earth that will live in a larger body and they should not be oppressed or discriminated against for living inside a bigger body. Uh, So one of the books that I've talked about is The Body is Not an Apology. The other book is Fearing the Black Body. Mm. I highly recommend those. So Health at Every Size is a great starting point. What those two books talk about is what does it feel like to live inside our oppressed body? This is knowledge that we need to collect of what is the society and culture telling us of what is the right body to live in? And that ties back to the anger the changing of the direction Mm -hmm. of the anger not towards ourselves but towards this oppressive societal expectation Mm -hmm. that has just been driven for decades Mm -hmm. we are rioting (laughs) by accepting our body not necessarily loving it respecting oh i love that 
So Dr. Bacon, who wrote Health at Every Size, one of their second books is Body Respect. And that goes over certain phases. So there's body violence. And that is um, extreme behaviors against your body. So those are like eating disorders, extreme binging and restricting. If you're in body violence, you need professional help. You need a medical team. You need a therapist in order to address some of those concerns. The other piece of it is body hatred. And I would say probably for most of our listeners, that's where we're we're in. Mm-hmm. It's the negative self-talk. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. That's where most of the work is. That's where I meet most of my clients is in body hatred. The next step would be body neutrality. Do you think that the goal could ever be body positivity? Or do you think that there's some negative aspect of that? The body positivity movement started in the 1960s with specifically Black female activists. And then it came up again, probably late 90s, early 2000, more when Instagram was kind of coming about. And it was whitewashed because it still focuses on what the right body is. And we have to ask ourselves, is the right body white and is it thin? Mm. So body positivity for me as a form of activism. I'm a therapist, not an activist. <laughs> so that's why I like the work of body neutrality because it really focuses more on thought processes. It focuses on how do we use mindfulness, mm-hmm. which is a big piece of my practice with clients. Yeah. Tell me about the connection there. Mindfulness and body neutrality. So that exercise when we were talking about the pictures over the last 10 years, If you are constantly comparing yourself to the body of past, that's a barrier to accepting your body of the present. So mindfulness is training your brain to focus on the here and the now. What does my body currently look like? What does it feel like? What does it feel like to be in this type of body? And mindfulness itself is rooted in the language of non-judgment. It's about observing, being aware, and just taking note about how does it feel to be in this body. It's not assigning, is this good or this bad, is what is here now. And that's really what body neutrality talks about, is what is your body of today? Accepting and respecting the body that you have. If you are constantly thinking, oh, I just need to lose 10 more pounds. Oh, in one year, two years, I'll go on that cruise. You are always going to feel not good enough. And if you are feeling not good enough, it is a barrier to the accepting and respect that we talk about. You know, again, this goes back to educating yourself about diet culture in general and being aware of the messages that you're being told because the diet industry would not exist if you felt worthy. If you felt good enough, it would not exist. Say that again. (laughs) Say it again for the people in the back. Diet culture would not exist if you felt good enough. Oh my gosh. Anyone in the diet world that's the message they're always going to be sending you you're not good enough i heard this a long time ago and i really want to say this if your dream body requires you to live a nightmare it is not a dream body if it requires suffering if it requires you to speak negatively of yourself if it requires restriction it is not a dream to me that's a nightmare why would you want to live that I wouldn't. But the thing is, is I have lived that. Yes. And I'm sure 
Yeah. Right. We all have, we're, we're all victim. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe, maybe not all because I don't want to overgeneralize, but a lot, right? Majority. You can't hate yourself into happiness. Right. I tell my clients, you can't shame yourself into positive change. Right. So if you are using shame to motivate yourself, you will always come back to not feeling good enough. Right. And then that's where therapy comes in. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We've talked about a lot during this episode, but what would you say are sort of like the main takeaways? What's the toolkit for our listeners to simplify it? Yeah. So I'm going to give listeners five steps they can take just to start with. So one is what we were just kind of talking about. Call a truce on the war with your body. You can't hate yourself into happiness. Number two, start a daily body appreciation practice. Write down five things every day that your body can do. Number three, counteract your negative self-talk. This is your inner bully, your inner critic, with body-neutral phrases. We had said this earlier in the podcast And I actually think that sort of ties back into one of my energy elevators about being Mm -hmm. impeccable with your word. Yes. Yes. The Four Agreements is an amazing book. I highly recommend it. Number four, focus on your strengths. What are your talents? What are you good at? What do others like about you? Again, this is, we're switching the focus away from our body. Five is what we talked about earlier too, is clean up your social media feeds. If there are other people on sites that make you feel bad about yourself or that you compare yourself with, delete them. Only feel goods. I always tell my clients, if the Kardashians make you feel bad, take them out. They have enough followers. They don't need your They don't need one more, right? They'll be fine. (laughs) They don't need you. Those would be my five steps that people could easily focus on. The two podcasts that I just love is the maintenance phase. Bobby Gordon, who's on that, has written two amazing books. And the second podcast is Eat the Rules. I love that one. Just a wealth of information. And so I would just encourage people to recognize what's the information resources that you're receiving. I'll even add one more is what the actual fork. Oh, yes. Yes. That's a good one. I love one. that one. By two okay. registered dietitians mm-hmm. that practice and, and teach intuitive eating. Love it. So clearly the listeners can tell that both Kim and I were passionate about this. We are super passionate. (laughs) (laughs) I think that this was such a flowing, easy Mm -hmm. conversation for us Mm -hmm. because we just, we radiate. It'll be a part two someday. I, I would love that. Yeah. So any final words on really how body neutrality connects to energy psychology? I went to the energy psychology conference a few weeks ago, and it was just absolutely amazing. And the one theme that was across all the speakers is what's your intention? And so I always ask myself every single day, what do I want to create today? And that could be joy, that could be play, that could be compassion. But setting that intention early in the day and really focusing on how can I show myself today that I love myself. And if I cannot think about how I can love myself, I will think about who else in my life that brings me joy. And as Rachel knows, I have a dog named Shadow, who is just my life. And I will think about him, honestly. And I will think about the unconditional love that he provides me and the joy that he brings into my life. And I will focus on that love 
if I can't find love for myself on that day, we're just pivoting. Where else in my life does love exist? And so all of that is just about creating these intentions that will influence our thought process, that will influence our emotions. And that was the major theme of the Energy Psychology Conference, how powerful our intention can be. That's beautiful. That's powerful. Well, Kim, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was great. We're going to have to do it again very soon. Yes. I love we it. We have so much more to talk about. Oh, God, we could keep going. <laughs> we <We're> really good. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. I think you can tell I had fun in that conversation, and I hope you gained a lot from it too. Body neutrality, body respect, it's a beautiful thing. Imagine finding your worth without it being determined by how your body looks. It's freeing, it's empowering. I highly encourage you check out the books and podcasts that Kim recommended. Thanks for tapping in. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tapping in to today's conversation. I hope you enjoyed it just as much as I did. If you'd like to learn more about Elevate Counseling, you can find us online at www.elevate-counseling.com. Follow us on Instagram at elevate underscore counseling underscore services or find us on Facebook at Elevate Counseling Services. For those seeking services in Massachusetts or surrounding areas, call our intake at 508-297-1491. New episodes of Mindful Elevation will be released every last Monday of the month. And keep an eye out for Energy Elevators every Monday, where I will be teaching energy psychology techniques and tools you can implement into your daily practice. Until then, keep grounding, keep healing, keep growing. Stay mindful.